0: Hello everybody and welcome to the Mirror Football Podcast. It's the end of the international week, finally. Get Premier League football back and we have an exciting weekend ahead of us. Uh, I'm Aaron Flanagan here for this podcast where we're going to look back on the international break uh, very briefly, also look ahead to the Premier League, also look ahead to the Champions League football next week as Liverpool take on Manchester City in what should be a, a fantastic European tie? Uh, we're joined in the room uh, first of all by Mark Jones. Mark Jones is back. How are you doing, Mark?
1: Yeah, good mate. Uh, good, good to be back as always. As
0: always, uh, Matty Lawless, you're back as well. Hey, finally! Yeah, <laughs> finally you will have one week off. <laughs> well, no, yeah, I've got to have some time off, haven't I? <laughs> yeah, uh, we're also joined in the room uh, today by Rebecca Gray. How are you Hello, doing? Yeah, not too bad.
2: How are you?
0: Very well, thank you. Um, so yeah, so I we'll, said so we'll start with international football. We'll try and. Get through the international break as quickly as possible. Um, as far as England are concerned, um, really positive performances, I thought. I don't know about the rest of you, um, but I saw, I'd say, against Holland a dominant performance that maybe 1 0 didn't showcase and justify. Uh, against Italy, I saw a good defensive performance, and it was only a kind of a dodgy penalty
2: call that, that, that cost us. Uh, Matty, how did you see Yeah and... Dare I say, it, plenty to get excited about come the summer. No, don't and, say that. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, first of all, we need to sort of establish who is number one. I mean that's 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 the key thing for me. I really like Jordan Pickford. Um, I thought he put in a really assured performance uh, in Holland, but Butland as well gives me confidence actually within the England setup. And I think that come the summer, I'd expect him to leave Stoke because he, he feels like he he should be moving on to bigger and better things. That's no disrespect to Stoke. Uh, you know they've given him a good platform, um, but look, the key thing for me that's come out of it is Sterling is a, a real handful and he's exciting and Deli Ali is somebody who should be a bit worried because Jesse Lingard was a standout performer um, probably over two games and it was his quick thinking that got um, the goal for Jamie Vardy against Italy so yeah look I'm really positive look we won't win the World Cup let's be honest but I think we've got a chance of getting to the latter stages because the group's Stages is kind to us. It's been a kind draw. Belgium are realistically the only problem. Panama got stuffed by Switzerland in the week. Six goals, I think it was. They leaked, so they're not going to be a problem. Um, Tunisia, I can't see them presenting too many issues for England. I expect them to be resilient. Yeah, they'll be, you know they'll, they'll be up for it. Probably has got one all draw written all over it. But um <laughs> I think. the the latter stages could open up for England and then it comes down to there from you know it's a a lottery isn't it and hopefully um, VAR won't knock us out of the competition which is what I think will happen um, um, and yeah. we'll have a good go it. It's interesting you say That England
0: are not Going to win the World Cup I, say. I was doing one of these Little simulator things Earlier Where I was just <laughs> trying to like, pa- yeah. pan, out, pan out exactly how England are going well, to go don't take my word for it Because I'll back to Argentina And look yeah. what happened to them <laughs> They lost to Spain Yeah, yeah uh, say, I actually talked a lot of people like, Out of putting Spain On their accumulator I say last week yeah. Before the, the before work, that, uh, Argentina dark, game So uh, yeah so, Sorry about that guys uh, But you know I was doing this um, I say Computerized, you know, thing trying to work out what is that room? VR? No, it's a simulator. Are you doing no, a simulator? No, no. They, but and um, every time it went England versus Brazil quarterfinals. Yeah. Apart from a couple of times where Brazil didn't get out of their group, and I'm obviously I'm pretty sure Brazil are pulling out of the group. <laughs> yeah. However, every time that Brazil didn't get out of their group. England went on to win the World Cup. Oh well, that's done then.
1: Get so, the Albert um, Top bus so, so, Yeah, sorted. so it's yeah. telling me there is a chance. I'm <laughs> telling you
0: there is a chance. If Brazil don't get out of their group, computers somewhere in the world say England yeah. are going to win the World Cup.
2: Well, my computer says no, but um, <laughs> you know, look, let's hope and let's let's enjoy it. I think that's the main thing. And yeah. that, that squad's so young, and we shouldn't hammer them at all. Uh, we should get behind them, and I think there's a real sort of positive vibe around the England team a minute. I like Gareth Southgate, I, I think it's refreshing what he's done in terms of look, reputations almost in the past guaranteed you a place in the England team. Joe Hart would have been number one, but he hasn't played and he's made that decision. Other players are not playing and he's, he's axed them. Deli Alley's form hasn't been superb of late, so he's not starting, and that's what Gareth Southgate's been doing, and well done. Yeah. It's interesting you mentioned Alley. Um I say he didn't
0: even come off the bench against Italy. No. There, are, there are little murmurs that he's Ooh. had a little niggle and maybe Spurs maybe. have been in the rear. But I mean, Mark, it's going to be really, really concerning for him, given what his status was this point twelve months ago. He was you know, the next big thing for England, kind of alongside Harry Kane. Yeah. And now, now there's none of that.
1: He's had a he's had a pretty strange season, hasn't he? He's um, he doesn't look the player that we saw last season. He almost looks as though. He's kind of lost something from his game, but it's hard to it's hard to pinpoint exactly what that is. Because uh, a good friend of mine, a Spurs fan, he he tells me quite often, it's it's quite. Yes, we can all see that Deli Ali is a very good player, but it's very hard to pinpoint exactly what he's fantastic at. I think because he is very good at a lot of things, um, but he just seems to have this season. He's he's taken on board what happened last year, and, and whether or not he's got the right mentality, or he's he's affected by something, or he you know he's. Everyone obviously talks about the, the, the going to the ground a bit too easily, and he almost seems to be playing for that. He'll, he'll get the ball and he'll, he'll be looking at somebody. Right, come on, kick me, like knock me over because I'm, I'm better than you. And, and and it's almost like is he thinking? Well, the only way they can stop me is by kicking me. So he's got that in his head, and he's he just seems to have lost what makes him special. Where you look at you look at someone like Jesse Lingard who went through. You know, obviously tough times at Manchester United. He wasn't. He wasn't in the squad. He went out on loan. He's really scrapped and worked to get back to where he is. Impressively, in my opinion, as well. And he just looks to be someone who who could go into this side and 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 could make a difference because he seems to be on that crest of a wave.
0: It was interesting what you said about Deli Alli at the start there because you said yes, he's very good at a lot of things. Is that his problem that he's he's very good at a lot of things? He's just not exceptional. Yeah, maybe. I mean,
1: you wouldn't. Again, you know, you, you. When you name the sort of list of of attributes that we we think about modern footballers, you can, you you know, you'd you'd pace, you'd think of certain players, you'd think of being strong, other players. He's he's got all of that, but whether or not he is sort of focused as as, enough as he should be, or whether he just seems to have gone slightly sort of sideways, and um, he doesn't seem to me anyway as important to Tottenham as he was last season other players, the likes of Son, Erickson seem to have overtaken him in that regard as well. So um yeah, he's he, he's not chewing is he, for for the starting line up. he's obviously in the squad but he's not shoe sure for the chewing for the starting lineup for me.
0: Uh, absolutely. So what what do we make as well of this, this system that Southgate's played is now reverted to three at the back. Kind of seems to be experimenting with it very late on in the day with only a few games to go, but it looked to
2: me like it worked. England looked quite solid. It does work. I'm not convinced with Kyle Walker as part of the three. I'd like to see him as a wing-back because I think we need his pace getting up and down. So I think there's room for improvement there in terms of selection. Um, so I would plump with Eric Dyer as part of the three at the back with Stones. And at the moment, McGuire quite like him. Yeah. Um, Um, then I would say get Jordan Henderson to sort of play the anchor role I think Jordan Henderson is a player who's very overrated uh, underrated sorry and um, not overrated (laughs) Um, he's he's got leadership qualities and I think he does he does the odd jobs well Um, and then it sort of frees up the kind of creativity in midfield for someone else to go and express himself so I think there's there's definitely that is the system that England should play and it, it suits us going forward and actually I think if you play the right players in that uh, structure there's a bit of um, it, there's a solid sort of framework there
0: as well yeah, it was interesting as well Alex Oxley chamberlain started two consecutive England games for the mm. first time in he was brilliant
2: God knows how long <laughs> um, that's, his... that's why i like to see him, him and uh, Henderson the club mates stick together Yeah, got the chemistry already and he's working
1: he's had, at Liverpool he's, he's, he's had a very good season on the quiet I think a lot of people thought when he signed from Arsenal there was almost this kind of you know this idea that he was making a sideways move and, and he took a while and Liverpool, well Jürgen Klopp um was very patient with him and he in the first sort of ten, twelve games, he was only coming on for, for the last five or ten minutes and and even people were using that as a stick to beat him with and said he's not making an impact, but he was barely playing. So um I agree in the sense of playing with Henderson in that centre. I just wonder if if you've got a back three and perhaps Eric Dyer is the central one of that. Then is there a need for him and Henderson because Dia can Dyer can step forward, can he, and, and, and play passes and and, Hen- and and if he's doing that, then that's when a player like Henderson, as as Mike says, who is underrated, I think when you've got Eric Dyer doing those things, then people are going to look Henderson and go, well, what's he doing? Um, and then, yeah, I mean, obviously Chamberlain has done well in Liverpool in, in a three as, as the most attacking one of the three. So whether or not he can do the same thing in a two is is is. Well, would he work with see.
2: Lallana then if if he did sort of? You know. Maybe, yeah.
1: Um, I mean, he's he's had a, an odd season, hasn't he, Lallana? He's he's um, been very unfortunate, but he's someone I think who who uh, will be looking at his place at Liverpool in the summer because they'll they'll be obviously Cater coming into the midfield as well, and and the likes of Chamberlain going past him. Um, Lolana is one who, again, you want in the squad because he's a very good player. Certainly for England, he's been very good for the last couple of years, hasn't
2: he? Yeah, he won, won England player. Yeah, you? but you just you
1: know, the rhythm hasn't quite been there with him since he come back. He came back in January, really, um, and he just hasn't looked the same player.
0: I say we'll, we'll wrap up the international break. Uh, say very shortly. I say we'll put the international stuff on the backburners until the end of the season. Then we'll get to really excited <laughs> about the World Cup. But just before we do, and um, based on what we've seen. How far are England going to go in the World Cup? Mark, I'll start with you.
1: Um, I said last week quarterfinals, so I'll stick to that.
0: Stick with the quarterfinals. Yeah, I just said
2: it earlier. I think I think we can go far, and quarterfinals is, is probably reasonable expectation. Yeah, okay, i uh, quarterfinals as well. Rebecca, how far? Uh, I'm
1: uh, with the general consensus. I don't think uh, we'll go any further, but I think quarterfinals is a good shout for the England squad. At yeah. the moment,
0: anyway. Yeah, is that a success? I don't know we briefly yeah. discussed this. So yeah, we, I think it is. is a
1: success. For this squad in the in the current way, it is. Yeah, I mean, we said last week, it's not the same as 10, 12 years ago where you've got all these household name players, the golden generation who did nothing really today. But um, that was a team that was criticised for being a final team. I think this team would be do well to get to a final.
2: Yeah. It's not a success for me, but it is a building platform for the future, and I think this is where that England squad is in a minute. And in terms of previous tournaments, it will be an improvement. So, success for me is, is winning, and um, England need to get into that frame, uh, frame of mind. I'd like to see them win a tournament one day, and they've got the players to do it. So, yeah, it's, it's an improvement, and it sounds to be positive about, but not quite a success. Absolutely.
0: OK, uh, we're going to move on to the Premier League uh, weekend. Uh, Manchester City cannot win the title this weekend as we <laughs> started crunching all the numbers that in the Is the last inventory. time you're going to be able to say that this evening? Uh, it is, is the last time. <laughs> I, well, I mean, obviously, barring disaster against Everton. Uh, City can't win the title. But However, regardless of United's result, providing City beat Everton, mm-hmm. it's going to go down to yeah. United versus City um, next week. We'll a week on Saturday mm. night, uh, which would be great for City if they could win it uh, against United. I don't know yeah. about anyone else, but I'm properly willing that on. Yeah, just, just to uh, just to it, for when the camera it's, it's interesting. It is interesting.
1: Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's interesting because it almost does seem like this last this last competitive thing that City have got to play for in the league, doesn't it? And and I've heard people say it doesn't matter and, and they're going to win it anyway. It, it matters if you're if you're a Man City fan, you want to win that league, as you've just said there. You want to win that league, rub it in the faces of Man United. Um, it definitely matters and if you're telling me that's, it's going to be the same feeling if they win it against whoever they've got next it's not um, so yeah they're, they're, they're going to want to do it and, and they'll, um, I think they probably will as well
0: Yeah, I don't know about you guys but I've got a funny feeling that Everton away I know Everton have had quite an atrocious season for what their expectations were hmm. I still look at this though and I go City are probably dropping points there <laughs>
1: so s so, so, he, 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 he's four nil last season. too smoothly. They lost four nil that last season, didn't they? Uh, yeah, um, yeah. Like, um, yeah, yeah.
2: So it's, it's a massive week on Mersey side for City though, isn't it? I mean they've got Liverpool in the Champions League on Tuesday night. Um so Wednesday Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday. Um this is this is huge and Pep Guardiola's message to his team will be play for your place on Wednesday night. So I think we'll see a very strong City side. And if I was an Everton fan, I'd be quite worried.
0: Yeah, so that's one of the good things I, I like about Guardiola. He doesn't just completely weaken his team. He, a lot of times, time, mm. he think he's going to rotate it loads. like He'll keep throwing Aguero on he'll keep yeah. playing De Bruyne. He'll, it'll bring Gundogan back into the middle, you know, and I mean, I know they've got loads of options. They can rotate slightly. Uh, but, you know, I, I really enjoy that about City, that, you know, they're always going uh, full strength. Yeah. Um, Everton, i say briefly, obviously, I've had a, an awful season. Um Allardyce looks like he probably will leave mm. him. Will that be the right decision for him? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Um, he isn't a popular man on, on Merseyside. He hasn't embraced uh, Everton fans, uh, the Everton kind of way that, um, that the club is run at all. Um, he was obviously brought in with a specific job in mind, which was to keep them up. <sighs> Looking back now, you can say perhaps they pressed the panic button a little bit too early. Because um, they were all... I mean, uh, of course, they were always gonna gonna uh, be fine, but I think they just they just needed something or someone to steer them in in the right direction. And had, had Al Tanadis have done it in a different way, I think had he have seen this as a as a different chance for him, or perhaps a chance to prove a few people wrong. Um, then they, it could have worked but I just don't think it's worked at all and, and Everton fans are completely done with him um, they, they just want the season to end and and, and then get someone else in
2: I think his remit was to keep him up wasn't it and like you say they did hit the panic button early. Yeah. but I think you're right with Sam Allardyce he is a good manager but he's a good manager proven manager of firefighting yeah. Everton don't want a firefighter nope. there. They, want, they want a bit of ambition and um, you know they need a manager who can sort of get them dreaming again and I think that's what the club will do this summer and I think for Sam Allardyce to be honest whether this is his last job in football he might say it is, I'd be surprised if it was because there's always someone who'd be willing to pay yeah. him the money to go and do do the fire fire business but you know it have not been particularly bad of late and um, you know you look at Cenk Toson who's, who's doing really well up front he seems to be a good signing he could be uh, four games in a row he could score if, if he does this weekend they just
1: seem to have um got a result when when it's when it's looked really bad, they they've got they've got a result and um it's just know. what
0: Allardyce teams do. They, they yeah, just grind exactly. out that one result. they're
1: on forty points now, they're not going down. Um probably the only thing they've got they're playing Liverpool next week, so the only thing they'll look forward to that. Um and they've got players in that squad, it's just they've got too many of them in the same positions, haven't they? And and it, it looks a bit odd, it looks a bit imbalanced. Um, but there's definitely the raw materials there for for a manager who wants to be progressive and wants to change things, to do things with them. Our um, just seems to have. He, as I say, he, he he never really got. He's never really got the club. And and uh, I know from from sort of football and media sides, from like Roy Hodgson at Liverpool as well. When you don't get the club, and you and yeah. the fans can turn on you. And it's not, you know, it, it's uh, it's it should it shouldn't be criticism of the fans. I'm not criticizing Everton fans at all. I, I think they they were. They know what they want, and and um, they just want, as as you said, they want someone to believe in to take them As you said earlier, from a Man City point of view, going to Everton still seems like a tough game, and and it should do because because Everton deserve that status. But um, they do, yeah. and they
2: were entitled to dream as well, aren't they? Mm. Because the club did invest significantly over the summer, and they brought Wayne Rooney back, and that was a massive statement. and um, you know Wayne Rooney is is a player to get excited about on Saturday because he scored nine goals against Man City in his in his career. One was um, at uh, um, the Etihad earlier in the season. Yeah, um,
0: the great great picture of all the City fans uh,
1: giving him the V's and everything uh, and you know, behind. Do you reckon, um, do you reckon he can do that, that <laughs> over a
2: kick anymore? Do you reckon
1: he can get that high that over a kick?
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. We might see. Yeah. But like you know, going back to that game at the start of the season, Everton were on a good start to the season and dominated that game against Man City Man City were lucky to get out of that alive and, and it, was a, it was a defensive error I think from, from Mason Holgate sort of nodded it into the path mm. and, and, and City managed to escape with a draw and since then Everton' season sort of uh, derailed but th- there's a team there I think they're just very much in transition and that includes a manager I don't think he'll be there this summer
0: Yeah, So it'll be really interesting next season. if they do invest say, similar amounts um, that they did last summer um, obviously Arsenal are on the decline there and wanted to get in. You know, there could be a way into kind of the top six there for Everton if they invest in the same way. Uh, now, the team obviously who can catch City or are most likely to catch City are Manchester United. Um, they're playing at Saturday 3 p.m., which we don't say very often about Manchester United. <laughs> yeah. uh, they're playing at home to Swansea this weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, regardless of what happens in their game, City will still <coughs> probably have it. You
1: know, yeah,
0: ha- you know, be able Hopefully. to win the uh, win the title uh, at the Etihad. Um, Swansea are a bit of a funny team, but um, United um you, you probably wouldn't think
2: would have a problem here, would you? Shouldn't do. Um it's a rare three three PM kickoff, as you said. They've only had six Saturday three PM kickoffs all season, man. Incredible. But um look, Man United um they've they've managed to sort of they've got Zlatan out of the door now, haven't they? And that was almost a bit of an issue behind the scenes. I think this one's all about Alexis Sanchez. As he as he come back from international duty, will he sort of have be rejuvenated by that break? I hope so because um, you know there is a player there. We all know that, but he just doesn't quite fit into um, the the sort of structure at the moment at, at United. They need to find his best position. So hopefully this is a chance for him to go out there and grab some goals. Yeah. So interestingly as well, it is. Paul Pogba's first game
0: back after obviously the international break mm. and obviously there's been little wordings about um, kind of his unhappiness mainly coming from Didier Deschamps the, the, yeah. Fre- the French manager yeah. who's basically said well, he's not happy is he yeah he he's come out and said Pogba's not happy I think he said oh, we'll speak to him we'll look after him um, so it'll be really interesting to see how, how, how Pogba performs. It
1: will. Manchester um, United doesn't seem like a happy place at all, does it at the moment? And Mourinho's doing his doing his thing. Sanchez looks a sort of shell of the player that we saw at, at Arsenal. Yeah, Pogba. It, you can only see it going one way as long as Mourinho's still there, can't you? Um, and it's unfortunate because he he started off um, very well when it, when when he returned, and, and you really thought this could be something that could kick on. Um, it's it's odd how it's developed. I think I think it's odd Mourinho's use of like Scott McTominay for example, who's doing a fine job, but but is not Paul Pogba. Um, and whether Mourinho has just decided that he can afford because they're not obviously they weren't going to catch City anyway. They are going to come in the top four. So whether Mourinho has just thought right, I'm going to use these few games to make a point, and I'm going to use almost single Pogba out to go right. I don't care how big you are, you know. This is this is my club sort of thing, and 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 he's kind of I don't know but whether he was looking for a different reaction from Pogba. I don't know. I mean, to be honest, I mean Pogba's not exactly in the papers slagging off his manager, is he? So he's he's just he's Fine still up turning well. up. Yeah. yeah,
2: for me, look, Pogba's how old is he? Twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Now, nah, if I was a club, I'd, I'd make a senior decision to say we need to make this work. We've moved heaven and earth to get him here, to bring him back to Old Trafford. We should have never lost him in the first place. We need to build this team around him. For me, he's a leader and I think, you know, okay, he's young, he's going to make mistakes, but there's a player you do not want him to go to Real Madrid. Mm. You want him at Manchester United and um, I think they need to do everything they can to sort of keep him happy. Of course, he's got to toe the line and he's got to do what the manager wants, but don't dig him out and don't make an example who do you think is
1: more I mean to me it's an, obvious, it's an easy answer who is more important to the future of Manchester United Paul, Paul Pogba or Jose Mourinho yeah, easily
2: Paul Pogba there's um, other managers out there and, and but you know that shouldn't you shouldn't obviously we can't give players too much power mm. um, but we need to sort of say you know if, if I was a Man United uh, executive hang on we've spent a world record fee on this player yeah. how can he not be successful within two years we need to make it work Got to give him three years.
0: If you're, I to say, Manchester United, Derek, say, say you're Ed Woodward though. Um, surely you don't want to risk annoying Mourinho anymore because he's. I mean, maybe I'm, I'm reading things wrong. Mourinho's the biggest Mourinho, club in the world but, technically. Mourinho's was clearly, clearly, clearly not happy. He's not oh. his bubbly self in press conferences. He's really downbeat. He's, it's quite boring to listen to these days because it's just. It's just Mourinho, you know, but he's to yeah, money,
1: like, you know, he's unhappy, and I, I don't know. What's the worst thing that happens? He goes and they get someone else. Like they, 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 they'll get another manager. As I said, they're Manchester United, they're, they're a huge organization. Um, Mourinho does seem to be going through his his cycle thing, where he, he get he he uh, kind of hangs the players out to dry. He moans about this, he moans about that. Similar, we've, we've seen it before in similar endings of. of uh, Things that clubs, him. I, I, I think I don't think it'll be in the summer. I think it'll be, it'll, I think he'll be there next season. But they really need a good season next season. I think for for this to carry on and for this to be the, you know, the kind of legacy club that he's never really had because he's always left a bit too early. If he wants to be the new Alex Ferguson and he wants to be there for years, then he needs to He needs to get hold of this situation because I do think it's starting to spiral a little bit out of control.
0: What does he have to achieve then next season to be able to kind of? pull things back in his favour and say actually um, I've been a success at Manchester Win the league United.
1: or the Champions League I think.
0: It has to be that major Yeah, Absolutely So, yeah, so A lot of pressure on Jose Mourinho then uh, going into next season uh, really interesting what they'll do in the summer as He well knows as he, it as well, you know, he players. knows
2: that Yeah, that's why he wants yeah. to go he, he, he doesn't want any excuses he, he wants it to feel like it's his team and that's why he wants to bring in certain players Absolutely um, the first Premier League game this weekend is
0: Crystal Palace uh, against Liverpool. So we're going to speak a little bit more about Liverpool um, a little bit later on because we're going to look ahead to the Champions League game. Um, but an uh, interesting one for Liverpool. I've, I've compared the two fixed lists of or runnings of Liverpool and United. I much prefer Liverpool's running mm. to United. And I, I think there's a real chance here for Liverpool to, to make second.
1: Yeah, and also given the fact that, that Chelsea are playing Spurs this weekend as well, um, I think this is a, a game for Liverpool to... Kind of open up a gap on on that sort the, of the, the drop off from fourth, um, and yeah, you know perhaps to get a little head start on United. It's a tough one, though. Um, I don't I don't think they're going to find it that easy. Not a happy um, hunting ground for you. No, nah, it it's Liverpool. been interesting um, going there in the past. It seems Liverpool seems to have gone there at various kind of odd times, and um, they they'll be up against it this time. Because I think obviously Palace are scrapping for their lives there, and and, and the ready-made kind of not excuses it, but the ready-made reason for, for any of underperformance is there with the Man City game on the horizon, isn't it? So um, I think they're gonna they're gonna have a tough one. Of the obviously uh, Zahar will be back on for for Palace as well, so he makes such a difference. Um, but yeah, in terms of the top four, um, these next two games, Liverpool, which is Crystal Palace, uh, and then Everton away in the following weekend. I think if they can win both of those. Um, other teams will drop points around them because they after they're playing each other, um, and so that that could almost be the top four secured.
0: Do you still have nightmares of that three all day? Like was when, when yeah. you think Crystal Palace away, did did, not did, 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 really. did you not get flashbacks no. and think that that was the the
1: one the, chance? It, it of... wasn't though. That's what people don't understand. I was at the game. They they um they, they lost it against Chelsea the week before, and they they tried they tried to beat Crystal Palace like what they needed to do like eight nil nine nil for the for the goal difference, and they went three nil up and just. Kept on trying to bomb forward and score, but no, it's 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 not a game that I think it's 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 hard because it, it works with the narrative and people like to claim it as that, but um, it's it wasn't. I remember after that game, um, Crystal Palace were doing their end of season lap thing, and uh, so it was their last home game of the season, and um, I was watching Jerry Francis, who was the uh, coach at Palace at the time. Best haircut in football Exactly. Well, I was just staring at his mullet and trying trying to work out <laughs> what had happened through the power of Jerry Francis mullet, but. Um, uh, no, I, actually, I was, I was working at that game, and in a press conference afterwards, uh, Pulis came in, who was obviously Palace manager, and he, he was disappointed because he them, He said they should have won the game. Um, he said at 3-1, uh, and he's entirely right, he, he said at 3-1, you could just sense it, because Liverpool, Liverpool were just trying to attack, and once Palace got won, then Liverpool basically knew they weren't going to win 9-0. And then and he, he literally said he thought they should have won 4-3, and, and, and Rodgers, after the game as well, was weirdly quite happy he was like yeah we had a go you know so he, and he he was smiling he was uh he was trying to make out look you know the, uh, as it was given the limitations of that squad i think people forget that squad wasn't very good um, uh, that team's have come come second as they did rogers was very positive about it um but yeah this has nothing to do with this game this weekend so I don't know why I'm talking about it as much but <laughs> um yeah it's it, it's it's a tricky one for them this weekend um they've just got to keep doing what they've been doing i think they've quietly been very very Underrated by some people, this Liverpool team, this Liverpool squad. I think it's it's, it's a very good one.
2: They, they haven't done the double ever Palace since ninety eight. Throw that stat in
0: there. Nice, nice. So it's uh, definitely going to be a tough one. And, I mean, it's tough for any team going to Palace. You know, sellers part the atmosphere, the Ooh. tight environment. Um, it's not the same as playing at the Etihad or at Old Trafford or Anfield yeah, yeah. with the nice big new facilities. It's, you know, it's just a completely different world. So, uh, always interesting to see how teams do there. Um, just to say before we move on and fly through the rest of the Premier League fixtures, there is one other game I want to talk about, and that is Chelsea against Tottenham, because this is undoubtedly the biggest game of the weekend simply because of what's riding on it. Mm. Chelsea have to win. Yeah, they do. Like, they absolutely yeah. do. Um, if Chelsea win, they reduce the gap on Tottenham back to two points. Uh, you know, in the race for the top four, uh, oh. if they lose, it, it's eight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah,
1: it, yeah. It, I, th- I think I think they'd be gone if they lose. It um, becomes... I, I do think the top four could look very different after this weekend. You think if if United and Liverpool both win, and then if Spurs win that game, then that's Chelsea cut adrift drift there, and I think they're going to really struggle to get that back. Um, so it's a huge one for Chelsea, and, and Chelsea are an odd club, aren't they? They they, they seem to be kind of like this sort of self-defeating thing they've got going on now at the moment where, where Conte's got one foot out the door a few players are going to be disappointed if they don't get in the Champions League and so could move on um, their squad seemed odd to me, they've made some strange signings um, and they really need to win this game Yeah,
2: I think that obviously there are question marks over Chelsea but looking at this one on paper Chelsea haven't lost a home league game to Spurs in 27 attempts since 1990 Right, so Spurs, this is a huge one for them. They haven't got Harry Kane. They've got question marks over Alley. This is a this is a big one for them. They're, they're, they go into this really as the favourites. They should win. Big, they lost a, to Wembley.
1: It's a big don't chance forget. for Spurs to to make a statement, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, they 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 tend to have missed these opportunities to to win these big games, um, and this is a big one for them.
0: It's interesting. See, so on my notes in front of me, I, I literally have the words "start of Tottenham wobble" um, mm. in front of me, simply because they don't have Harry Kane. Yeah. Um, Eli Alli as we've mentioned earlier in the podcast about England but he's out of form and the record at Chelsea and if that gap goes to two points you can really start seeing that Spurs might twitch Yeah, um, and I know obviously Connor our social media editor <laughs> will tell us
1: uh, adamantly that we, we are so wrong. He still thinks he's going to beat Juventus so yeah <laughs> it's, um, no as I say I've, I've, I've said before Ronnie, I, I really like this Tottenham side and I think they're coming into these situations now in these matches where they're very well aware of this because they have failed before and they they need they need one of these getting over the line sort of performances and just do it. I think this is kind of... A, I know obviously the record and all that, but I quite fancy them. I think they can go there and get a result.
2: Well, to be fair, to be positive about Spurs, they haven't lost in their last six away games. So there is that good away form behind them. Their last away defeat was on the road to... Um, at Man City when they crumbled um, around Christmas time but um, I, I just think that um, you know without Harry Kane around they're not quite the same side and I know that the uh, the game against Bournemouth I thought the scoreline flattered them a bit because it wasn't particularly that great and it was a late kind of um, yeah. really sort of a late show that got the goals but um, this is a game where really Pochettino's men need to show how serious they are about their top four ambitions
0: absolutely so just before we move on then let's uh, get some score predictions about as soon as it is the the big game of the weekend Mark I'll start with you
1: Um, 1-0 Tottenham 1-0 Tottenham
0: Tottenham Matty 3-0 Chelsea 3-0 Chelsea (laughs) Rebecca I
1: reckon
0: 2-0 Chelsea 2-0 Chelsea I'm also in the Chelsea win camp but only narrow 1-0 so uh, yeah top 4 race well and truly on unless Mark is right obviously Um, probably not definitely (laughs) interesting Um, (laughs) Other games taking place um, this weekend include, also on Sunday, uh, Arsenal against Stoke. Arsenal fans must be delighted. We literally have not mentioned <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> but they, these podcasts, let's say, a couple of months ago were literally all yeah. about Arsenal it's because just, they were giving us so much content. It's the
1: solution, just become a bit irrelevant. Yeah, Is
0: that bad news for Arsenal though? Because obviously I don't, there's a lot of Arsenal fans who obviously won't finger out, they won't change... The more they just kind of plod along and do um, their thing, is, it just, they've, to, they've still is got, it just going to end up in they've, the still got,
1: they've still got the Europa League, haven't they? That's, that's, that's their big thing. That um, is the be and, and end all. And you've it? seen teams, uh, Manchester United did it last season, Liverpool did it the season before, towards the end of the league season when they do well in the Europa League and they've not got much else to play for, then you're going to have games like this one against Stoke which I've got no idea why it's on the telly because other, <laughs> other than Stoke maybe obviously with, with relegation I issues I think it's with but, Europe in mind isn't it yeah yeah no I just mean in terms of yeah. why we want to watch it You because know, I, I, I don't think it's going to be a great game but um, the I guess the saving grace is they can play a Bamiang in, in, in the Premier League and they can't in Europe so it gives him a chance to kind of like get up to speed with the league with the view to going again at the start of next season yeah
0: um, there is one game on Saturday that I actually would like to watch, you know, in place of, of that one, and that is West Ham against Southampton, just because it is a relegation. Would you be 6. watching the stands or the? Or well,
2: yeah, the I thought picks. it was yeah. going to be on pay per view the it's yeah. uh, <laughs> Parker <laughs> undercard. Mark yeah. Noble versus fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> preci- fellow with the flags. Royal true. Rumble. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Precisely. I- I'd love it if a fan had, had the audacity after all that to go and do the corner flag thing again. Oh <laughs> God! Uh, 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 we shouldn't um, joke
2: because it probably will happen. But, uh, yeah. yeah,
0: Matty, just uh, obviously you were there the day when all the the riots kicked off. Um, first home game back since then uh, for West Ham are you expecting a similar sort of atmosphere
2: not really I think everyone was so appalled and shocked by what they saw uh, during that game I think the security will be tighter it has to be tighter Um I don't think we'll see any fans protesting around the director's box because, from what I understand, they're putting a shield up so fans can't get there. Um, are, are they, re- they really going gonna- uh, to...? From what I've been told, so whether that's true or not, we'll see. But are we, are we expect- um, I think there'll be tight security around that director's box so people can't walk around the stadium and get to the middle. There were reports that... Um, David Sullivan, the co-owner, was hit by a coin, allegedly. Um, so I don't think we'll see that again. I would imagine there would be a protest if West Ham lose, but not people running onto the pitch, not people you know, doing that kind of thing. But there will be chance of some sort, without doubt. This is a huge game for West Ham United. They've got a dreadful run if they don't win this game they've got tough yeah, fixtures they've got to play Chelsea next week they've got Arsenal coming up this month they've got to play Man City at home they've still got to play Manchester United in a game we don't know when that's going to be yet so they've got some hard games eight games left to play it's so tight at the bottom and given the sort of it is a toxic atmosphere at the moment given that kind of environment this there's no hiding place for those players they need to go out and perform yeah absolutely and so Southampton as well are right in that mix so
0: New manager um, a, though, haven't they? they got a yeah. new manager,
2: they had a cup win. So I wonder if it's that new manager bounce. I mean, I think we it saw be. last season, Southampton came to West Ham, absolutely schooled them. And they loved playing on that pitch. And Tadic was incredible. Um, will Prowse put in a great performance that day. So I am a bit nervous, to be honest. Um, a bit nervous that things might not go well for West Ham. On this I think f-
1: they've changed the manager at the right time. Uh, or, or I am mean, probably sure have done it earlier, but but in terms of not, not doing it too late... Um, and I think uh, they've they've not been very good all season. There's a, there's a lot of teams down there have been rubbish to be honest, but but they they just look like they've got enough quality players to be all right. I think they've
0: got
2: a better squad than West Ham as yeah. well, haven't they?
0: Um, it's interesting to say that obviously there's a lot of teams that are not very good. I'm going to read through the rest of the fixtures that we haven't mentioned now, and nearly every single team that I'm about to read out <laughs> could still go down. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you've got Brighton versus Leicester. In fairness to Brighton, they've, they've, they've been on a bit of a roll recently. they found goals, they look good. Leicester, we, we know, are probably safe, um, barring complete capitulation, which even I can't see happening. Uh, Newcastle against Huddersfield, which is another bit of a six pointer between those two teams. Watford against Bournemouth. Uh, West Brom against Burnley. Oh, I tell you what, how much do West Brom need a win? Oh, <laughs> like, they got it. Like they, yeah. they, if they, they don't, they're out. They're done. Yeah, 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 I yeah. Mean, this is it. We, we
2: say they do done. How's Alan Pardew not done? How does he still have that title? It's too late. And also, there's there's financial problems behind yeah. the scenes. They, they you know, their chief executive came out and said we can't even afford wages, so they can't afford to pay a manager off again, can they? So no. they got, they're stuck with him really at the minute. I
1: think it's quite. I know we, we I know we, I know we laugh about the whole taxi issue and all that, and Pardew, but I maybe think, the, I the think, players are trying to get money by. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think, any I think it's. I think it's quite a sad story what's going on off the pitch there because it looks to be one of these stories where ownership. Just comes in and 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 you think about those owners when they when they brought West Brom, they had a manager in Tony Pulis who just automatically guaranteed they were going to stay up. They had a good squad. I mean, they, yeah. this is this is a better West Brom squad than than previous ones that have been mid-table. Um, you got
2: centre-half has been courted by Arsenal, and yeah, big team. So it's um, surely, so I, yeah, You're
1: just you're just concerned about them that they could be one of these sides that that goes down and then possibly goes down again. Sorry about Sunderland. I didn't mean to mention them, but. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah they I mean they're down whatever happens yeah, I think But
0: um, it's funny as you say there are plenty of teams that have had an awful season and yeah. just never ever been able to recover mm. obviously Wigan went down went down again Blackburn down down again Sunderland sorry Rebecca <laughs> um, are looking like you know it could well happen and mm, you know yeah. it's just a, a disaster yeah no ab- absolutely um but yeah so that's the that's the Premier League weekend uh, to come up. Um we are just going to quickly look ahead to the Champions League. Uh simply because we're not going to record again until after the the first leg of what is one hell of a good tie. <laughs> oh, um yes. I think all, I think at the time when the draw happened, we were all sat in the office kind of going, I hope the two English teams don't, don't draw each other. Personally I wanted this tie in the semi-finals. I think the semi-finals stats something else oh. to it but I'm so excited for these these games. I really, really am. Um, it was interesting. The story came out as well that Liverpool fans are planning this big Anfield welcome, blingy mm. bird. They do it every time. Yeah, um, every, every time. But. Uh, does that actually get in the players' heads? Like, obviously, when the coach, when the coach <laughs> is coming in, obviously, the Liverpool's just like banging on the windows and, I I so well, and letting off a, a flare and stuff.
1: It's been interesting, actually. I, there's a lot of parallels that are happening in, in this, where um, I remember in, in Liverpool's run in 2005, there was a similar issue with uh, when Chelsea came in the semi-finals, and, and they were talking about, um, you know, the atmosphere would intimidate them, and all that sort of stuff. There's been a lot of, kind of nonsense about the last couple of weeks talking about um, this whole thing, and, and yeah, if if it's going to make a difference and all that and and there's a lot of questions up people like you know Guardiola has been in great atmospheres around the world a lot of his players have been as well um it won't affect them of this sort of any anyway, and this has come out and 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 the Liverpool reaction to it has just been like okay yeah that's fine but they got a little bit wound up by it all and 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 you can say you can say a lot of things about Liverpool fans, but you don't want to wind them up. <laughs> and, if, and, and they just get this impression that Man City, it, that they've kind of wound them up a little bit. And, and I think it's going to be a hell of an atmosphere at Anfield. Jonesy, um, are you going to be there with your flair in hand? <laughs> <laughs> um, I, say, I think it's, it's... In a strange way, I think the fir- that fact that the first legs at Anfield might help Liverpool in a way. Because I think had the second leg, had it been the other way around... And they could very easily have gone to City and lost 3 0 on this tie over, isn't it? Yeah. Um, this way around, at least they get a go at it first. Um, and I think there is definitely goals in it. I think I think <laughs> whoever wins this tie probably does 6 5 in aggregate or something. Do, you know?
0: do, do we expect then that it's going to be like the 4 3, kind of both teams going out? As a neutral, or, I
2: can only hope so. <laughs>
0: I mean, given the size of the occasion, given the, the way the game, yeah, you know, I'd say how much it means to both teams surely there's going to be something at the back of both manager's mind thinking it's uh, maybe just
2: is that is that Guardiola's oh, yeah. the thing yeah. I think <laughs> I think, I think
1: it? it's purely down to city how they approach it um liverpool will play that way if you just
2: josé like mourinho in charge of man city, uh, like, yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah there's a exactly, well, chance they got in part of us they,
1: they and they win one nil aggregate don't they and they yeah. go through um it's purely purely how guardiola approaches it and and um but that's what I'm, makes it so
2: fascinating, doesn't it? Yeah, I
1: mean, make, make, to be honest, P- Guardiola would probably take a 4 3 defeat, wouldn't he, first leg? And then, you know, <laughs> yeah, two go, go. goals. Yeah, Absolutely. Um, Definitely. So, everything that we know about this Man City team and their manager suggests that they are going to approach it like this and basically back themselves to, to outscore Liverpool, which they could easily do. Um, the only issue being that Liverpool come alive when teams do that to them, don't they? Um, and. Obviously, all the all, all the attackers will be but will be revved up for it. Um, I think, yeah. I mean, it's it's an obvious thing to say. But I think I think there'll be goals, there'll be goals from both sides. Um, uh, Liverpool need to take advantage of City. I think, however slender it is.
0: Uh, so, do we expect these? So the whole tie combined, more of the five nil. City win or more of the four
1: three where Liverpool were, were done. Um, I think the four three isn't it? The um, unless there's a red card again. But, <laughs> um, that, uh, come
0: on, that wasn't down to the red card. <laughs> but it wasn't no, the, I know what you mean in ones. terms of in terms
1: of the difference between that. Like, I can't see one team winning beating the other one five nil. You know, I think they're closer than than that suggests. Yeah. Um, so, uh, however it goes, um, I think yeah, it's it, it, it and it's it's nice for the Premier League. I think to, to showcase showcase there. Their sort of product on, on on this stage. Maybe you're right. Semis would have been good, but um,
0: it means we get an English team in the semi. Yeah, the yeah. And and you just saving grace.
1: You know they're both going to go for it, and there's, there's not going to be it. it you know, it'd be very different if it was City United, wouldn't it, or Liverpool United or Chelsea in there. They're just going to have a go.
0: Does the the winner of this tie become the favourites for the Champions League? I know I know Real Madrid, there, Juventus, Barcelona. But given the way we know they can play in one-off games one of them, these teams is going to be in the semi-final surely it gives them a real great chance of winning
2: you wouldn't want to draw and put it that way I think Barcelona are the favourites but yeah they've got every chance second favourites I'd say
0: yeah, absolutely so. the other Champions League ties that take place <laughs> next week on Tuesday uh, Juventus against Real Madrid and Sevilla against Bayern Munich uh, Bayern Munich very much going under the radar at the moment I think yeah. they're running Ooh. away with their league they're about 20 points clear, as, as always yeah. um, but nobody's really talking about them as a, a, a big it's just powerful force this year. So, so many
1: good teams, isn't there? They're, you know, it's, it's, I think it's been a good Champions League this year. I think. Um,
2: well, well, that's it. I mean, you've got to repeat of last season's final in the quarterfinals. Yeah. Juve Real Madrid. Yeah. So that that just shows you how strong it is. Yeah. No. So it's, it's certainly intriguing. Uh, Wednesday, I say, alongside
0: the Liverpool Manchester City game, is Barcelona against Roma. Um, I don't know about you He's Messi
2: versus the Lionel Messi of goalkeepers <laughs> <laughs> Alisson who's been attracting interest from Liverpool we understand I can't wait to see this guy in action because I haven't really paid too much attention to him but I've seen I've read a lot of reports linking him to the Premier League so yeah, he looks can good, um, you keep out the real Messi? I've, I've seen a bit
1: of him he looks he looks strong um, yeah going to be interesting isn't it Messi Messi would probably just score three and they'll win But um, Is he fit? Because there's been a few yeah, He didn't that's play true. for Argentina did he? Maybe he sits out the league at the, in, at the weekend and yeah. then with, with this in mind um, You'd back Barcelona over two legs there wouldn't you? Um, in the same way that you'd see Bayern going through Juventus-Real Madrid is a bit different I, I think um, that could be quite tight that one um, Juventus will need, a, will need a lead in the first leg yeah. Yeah. Fancy
2: Real Madrid though I must say yeah. Just, oh, I always think Ronaldo's the player Steps up to the occasion yeah.
1: And it's the
0: only thing They're playing for now <laughs> Real as well Yeah really To um, be fair So Before we go uh, Your Champions League winner Overall
2: um, Mark Yeah Barcelona Barcelona I've said it Barcelona yeah But I'd love to see Liverpool win it uh, Just because so I, I? Yeah. Yeah,
0: Just because I've got money on it Man City <laughs> <laughs> Oh and Man City yeah <laughs> uh, Can uh, they uh, both win uh, it? Uh, Rebecca who, who do you think Is going to go all the way? Um,
1: I'd like to see uh
0: Actually, I think everyone would be really it
1: would be different. It would be different.
0: I think everyone would be happy as well to finally see Buffon get his hands mm, on that trophy. Definitely, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, honestly, I was nearly in tears last year when he was walking past the trophy <laughs> and he took a little glance <laughs> at it. I was like,
1: oh. He keeps it sort of like refusing to go away. Doesn't he Buffon. He was playing for Italy the other day. I thought he retired after they knocked out the World Cup, but yeah, he's, he's, just 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 still, still, he's just still. He's just. I imagine he just turns up and he's let him in because he's Buffon. Oh, but um, guy. Yeah, he yeah. just he's still going. still going when he's sixty odd.
0: Absolutely. Um, right, she's not far away. I don't. Know. <laughs> <laughs> right, so that will do us uh, this week on the Mirror Football Podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week looking back at that Champions League game uh, between Liverpool and City, and also looking ahead to what will be um, a truly thrilling, or hopefully thrilling, uh, weekend of Premier League football next weekend because Everton take on Liverpool in the Merseyside oh. Derby, uh, <laughs> City uh, against United. For the Premier League title, well, we can bill it as that. Yeah. Chelsea, <laughs> Chelsea West
2: Ham as well. So it's a yeah. derby yeah. weekend,
0: isn't it? Yeah, no, it's, it's going to be an exciting one. So uh, make sure you do come back next week. Uh, if you don't subscribe to us already, you can do on iTunes, on Audio Boom, and on Spotify, and you can give us a nice five star rating on any of those uh, platforms if you so wish. Uh, but we'd really appreciate that. Um, but yeah uh, Until then uh, Enjoy the Premier League weekend We finally have Plenty of football Back on our TV <laughs> I sat at home Twiddling my thumbs Last oh, night I, was like, oh, <laughs> <been> <laughs> <awful>. <laughs> I watched MasterChef <laughs> It <laughs> <That> was good <laughs> but To be fair but, uh, I, I put a film on I've not watched the film In about two years <laughs> What was it? Uh, yeah, hey, I, love that London has fallen you know, oh, I've seen yeah. that It's decent uh, yeah. uh, no, Can I just no, say Before it. we go though
2: <laughs> I thought it was, was alright Rumours are You're a bit like Michael Owen You're the Michael Owen Of the sports desk here You've only ever watched Eight films Is that right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, London yeah. has fallen, one of them. Yeah, right. it's, 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 I don't watch many films. I just I don't know. I, I'd, I'd rather get out and do something out of the house than sit in a So, watch what film. would you. What's, what's your favourite film? Well, you, yeah, I mean, <laughs> favourite fa- film. Favorite film? I, I like the Bourne series. Um, okay, So, yeah. so the, the, the first Bourne film. I can't right. remember which title it is. That's how little I, I watch films. But yeah. I, the whole series, but the first one.
2: The first. Janji, what's yeah.
1: your favourite film? Uh, it's a toss up. It's, it's a bit of a. you say it? It's a toss up between uh, Pulp
2: Fiction and Reservoir Dogs good choice well I only ever watch kids films so, uh, our, uh, <laughs> yeah, children, the, so you're the only dad in the room yeah exactly uh, yeah. so let's not talk about it yeah absolutely
0: right okay uh, well you can watch football this weekend anyway yeah obviously. no so film's, films off the it. agenda man master <laughs> chef back to the Premier League back to the Premier League it is indeed so uh, enjoy the weekend's action and we will see you next week